guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESO podcast, and I am Arsenio, your host as always. We're going to be getting into the final phase of this wonderful 17-year-old student who has a beautiful life ahead of her. Oh my god, Tram. So, this wonderful individual, she, again, what I do, I try to steer her in different directions and ask her things that require her to speak outside the box. So what she does really good with, she does excellent jobs with using linkers and only simple sentences, but she doesn't use like adverbial phrases and clauses and stuff like that. It's something that I'm probably thinking about, like sending her a nice little guide if she can implement some of that into her speaking, because then honestly, she'll get an eight, no doubt. Um, but her simple sentences, she uses a lot of moreover, however, this, that, I mean, it's good, but again, switching it up is essential, right? It's kind of like when you hear my intonation, how I open sentences and how I break things down and lower my intonation when I'm trying to put a relative clause or like, you know, a noun phrase inside of a, you know, of a independent clause and stuff like that. This is what I encourage her to do. So guys, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the last, a third of this installment and guys be back at the end of this month, man, because we're going to be topping it off the 29th, 30th, and 31st Halloween. Halloween, it is Halloween, baby. Stay tuned for that. And, uh, Let's bang these bad boys out. Let's get into this. This part three is going to be about environmental problems. Mm-hmm. All right. So my first question to you is what causes environmental problems? I want you to think in multiples of two when you're talking about the part three. Okay. I'll say, okay, well, there, there are two factors that I know of. One is this and supported detail. The other one. Okay. Go. Mm. Um, personally, I consider that there are two main factors that lead to uh, prop environmental issues. The first one must be uh, deforestation, because these days we are focusing on the uh, improvement of uh, agriculture. So many cities, they require more land and they uh, tend to cut down trees and forest to uh, get more land for uh, farming. But, but it has really a negative impact on the environment because there are no uh, tree left to uh, help uh, freshen the uh, uh, air. And the second, uh, uh, the second contributor to environmental problems must be uh, the uh, increasing number of traffic in uh, many cities. Well, you can see that these days we are in the uh, urbanization era, so there's too many uh, vehicles uh, in a city, and it leads to a really a enormous amount of exhaust being uh, released into the air that uh, make the air polluted. So, for example, I'm living in Hanoi right now, and the impact of uh, urbanization and the uh, impact of exhaust uh, released from vehicles leading to the air pollution is quite noticeable because every day we uh, get report reports about the uh, levels of air pollution as getting higher and higher yeah okay okay all right um okay deforestation i think that example you came out with it 
Um, again, I know it's hard to know any statistics and whatnot, but you know, you gave some some okay examples. I believe that there could have been better examples. Example. So me, let, let me give you an example. So I think one of the biggest uh, contributory factors to the environmental issues out here in Thailand has to be deforestation. Not too long ago, uh, the government, yes, the government, uh, they decided to knock down uh, probably about 20 to 40 rye worth of forest to build homes in Chiang Mai. Now, Chiang Mai was already suffering from uh, uh, an array of different environmental problems, obviously with the crop burning that happens in, at the beginning of the year. So what happens is you take down all these trees, you build houses, but for what? At what cost? Those trees were needed to fight off a lot of those pollutants that uh, just completely inundate the entire city. So, um, you know, for about four to six months of the year. So that's one of the problems. The other problem would be traffic. Now, as you guys know, okay, I'm giving my example, right? Because I'm in Thailand. I know you're in Hanoi. So here in Thailand, there were 4 million cars sold last year, okay? A country, a city, let me give you an ex another example, would be in Bangkok, where I am right now. The roads can only house, meaning hold, 1 million cars, Right now, in Bangkok, there are 10 million vehicles on the road. That is 10 times the amount. So when, again, the winter comes along and the air becomes stale and there are no drafts coming into Thailand, all the air just sits there. And when it sits there and the pollutants come up, we end up being in a big bubble of dog shit. No, I'm kidding. Don't say that. Don't say that. But do you understand? That, that's my example. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to send you the... Uh, I'm going to send you the audio so you hear how I explain. But again, those are sound, right? That's like, what is it? Empirical data. That's very good data that backs up my supporting details. I'm not telling you to have supporting data, but if you were mm -hmm. to give an example in regards to deforestation, that's possibly happening somewhere in Vietnam. Uh, and then the, you know, pollutants and seeing the, cause I don't know if you follow it, but it's called airvisual.com. Hanoi is consistently in the top 10, uh, about six months of the year. You guys are in the two hundreds in the red, like Bangkok, Bangkok, we're in 400. We like purple in Bangkok. You guys like 200. You're in red. We're in purple. We like gas masks. <laughs> so do you understand? <sighs> that was good though. That was good. Don't worry. I'm going to record this. You're going to be able to go through, listen and say, Oh, I know what his crazy behind was saying. Okay. Here we go. This is going to be real good. What should the government do to protect the environment? Uh oh, be careful. Be careful, Trey. You be careful now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what should the government do? Um, uh, okay, so um, from my point of view, the government must take steps to uh, combat uh, the problem from its roots. Uh, why I say this? Because one of the main uh, contributors to uh, environmental problems must be uh, the, ha the heavy amount of traffic uh, existing in big cities. So what the authority should do is that they should 
ban, uh, they should enforce laws to ban on the uh, using of uh, private transport in the, the rush hour, providing more uh, free, uh, uh, providing more charge-free um, uh, transportations, such as a charge-free bus, maybe, uh, or uh, they can uh, in a, they can regulate uh, specific hours for private vehicles to travel in the city. For uh, instance, in uh, Hanoi, we uh, have uh, been acknowledging about the uh, negative ramifications of transports. So there are rules about the uh, specific hours that private uh, trans transport could be able to uh, gain access to uh, particular areas such as the um, um, the Bacho Street in Hanoi. It's a restricted area for taxis in the 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. I love it. Two things I picked up real quick. That was awesome. That's number <laughs> one. Okay, yeah. that was good. Three supporting examples, a personal example, and you even defied that with a better example to back it up in terms of the 6 p.m. Now, the use of, you said the using of. Um, that's okay, that's okay. Just a little, a little, uh, a little baby, a little baby one, right? Uh, charge free, free of charge. Free of charge. Free yeah. of charge, okay. But honestly, like, you did so well with that. And I'm so happy that you said that because again, the use of public transit, now the trains. Now, I don't think Hanoi is going to build a train anytime soon. Ho Chi Minh, they've been building a train for about 10 years already. I don't know what's happening. Um, but again, <laughs> can you tell me, can you tell me, Trim, what's happening out there? I, I just can't explain. I mean, the, this train, I mean, the sky train, I don't know yes. how to call it. Yes, the, the beat, yep. Sky train. Yeah, it has been constructing for. Yeah, it has been constructed for about I don't know, maybe for five years or six years, and I mean it takes donkey years for them to finish that. Uh, I just, I just, I could hardly wait to see it being. Um, I mean, being into use, being right. in use. So, right, being used. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, just yeah, so yeah, long. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know how many districts it spreads across. And again, the layout of Vietnam, the city. Oh my God. Not Vietnam. Ho Chi Minh. The city, the layout of the city. Listen, I thought Thailand was unbelievably horribly bad, but Ho Chi Minh, I've never seen a layout like that before in my life. I'm like, so wait. Hold on, this is a one-way street for 10 kilometers? What are you talking about? You know, I'm just confused, you know? So if people get so close when they drive near each other. So I love the fact they will kick you like road rats. God damn it. It's, it's just, oh my goodness gracious. Oh man, I love me some Vietnam though. For all my Vietnamese people, man, I love y'all. So anyways, okay. All right, so you got it though. All right, here we go. What other, nah, I don't like that. Uh, how should we educate our children to protect the environment? Last question. Um, um, 
Okay, so actually there are many ways that we can uh, do to uh, improve our children's awareness about environmental issues, but the most effective way must be to educate them in school and in family also. Um, reasons for this is that uh, kids spend most of their time uh, working, uh, doing, uh, studying in school and uh, living with their family. So it's the, the place that their parents and teachers can educate them uh, completely about the uh, problems that we are facing and raising their awareness. Uh, so in their class, they can do some kind of volunteering works to clean up the streets where they are living and when they are back to home, maybe they can learn about using a disposable trash, uh, trash um, package. For instance, I'm uh, a uh, high school student in, uh, Viet in Hanoi, and at my school, students like us, we are acknowledging about the impact of environments, and we started to use slats, nylon bags when we buy food or something like that. And in my family, my parents, they also tell me to, uh, to use a disposable trash bag so that the, it can be more eco-friendly. I love it. It's kind of like Singapore, right? Singapore, they are flawless in terms of the environment. A lot of people yeah. say, oh, we're so restricted. Listen, <laughs> believe me. You guys are going in the right direction. Singapore is gonna be one of those countries that exist for a very long time. Now the countries that don't give a damn about the environment and they're just polluting everything, they're gonna be in trouble as they already are. But that was such a great, uh, that was such a great, um, what is it, an example in regards to, okay, let's build up their skills. Okay, maybe they could take up some volunteering. Okay, maybe they can use this. Okay, maybe they can use that, train them help them support them from a very young age you gave the supported examples and you built that up and you gave a personal example of you being 17 in vietnam and what you do too so that was good guys there it is man i hope you guys enjoyed this if you guys have any questions if you guys want to reach out to me in terms of coaching whatever it may be please let me know I'm available just about everywhere. Links are in the description, baby. And you know what? What was that? Oh, that was the paper. <laughs> it sounded like I sent an email. Anyways, guys, thanks so much again. So much for your support. Thank you for everything. I'm amazing. You're amazing. And you know what, man? Let's top off this month with the shebang at the end. I'm bringing on a Filipino. And not only that, I'm going to be giving you my personal part two. That's right. October 30th. Stay tuned for that. Over and out.